Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Money and Politics in Delaware. Second half of the show. Charlie Copeland, a, a gentleman, the audience, and I enjoy. Welcome back, Charlie Copeland. Jason, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And on your side, we always get first time uh, listeners. 30 seconds about you. 30 seconds about your business. So I'm sort of a a Delaware guy and been here the vast majority of my life from a very, very, very early age and uh, went to school here, then went to to Duke, then back here and ran a business for a number of years in direct mail, commercial print, and uh, served in the Delaware State Senate for six years, ending up as the Senate Minority Leader. And now I uh, am the president of the Intercollegiate Studies Institute, ISI.org, ISI.org, and we work with college students across the country educating them in the foundational principles of what makes a society free and prosperous, uh, free markets, property rights, limited government, that kind of thing. You ready to go? Yes, sir. Ken Sempler, state treasurer, was the radio go- guest, or rather, <laughs> radio ghost, uh, radio guest last week. Rusty Giles fills in for me uh, once a month, and uh, he, was a, he, Ken, was a guest of Rusty's. And uh, did a segment last week, so that kind of sets up the the first question today. Your thoughts, uh, Charlie Copeland, on Ken's uh, word choice last week and the uh, uh, the spending limit debate. So Ken is absolutely right from a from a rational, philosophical. How do I run my business? How do I run my home? In that I don't make one-year decisions on two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year decisions, right? I don't, I don't every year redo my mortgage. Uh, I make a mortgage for a, a long haul, and I figure out what that spending's going to be, and I plan accordingly. Unfortunately, that's not how government works, and certainly not how Delaware's government works. So while Ken is saying, look, if we could limit spending to, grow, to, to population growth plus inflation, that would make sure that our state was sustainable into the long haul. It would also allow us some sort of budgetary consistency over years, and we wouldn't have panics where we have to increase taxes or radically cut spending to, to nonprofits or what have you, and we could smooth these things out. And he's absolutely right. Unfortunately, the Democrats in the state of Delaware, and I think nationwide, you know, I think it's their, their, their nature, and frankly, there are a lot of Republicans who, who, who act similarly, they don't want to do that. Matter of fact, they want the crisis. They want to be forced to say, well, we had to increase taxes because you wouldn't want uh, the poor or our nonprofits to go without the money they need to do their business. And so every year when you walk into the General Assembly, and I was there for six years in the early 2000s, and I stay very closely attuned to it today, but every year when you walk in, the uh, revenue number is whatever, and the Department of Finance and Office of Management and Budget comes in and says, oh, we have these door openers. Healthcare costs are growing at 6%, and uh, uh, we've got these step increases for state employees that have to get this money, and therefore we already have 3% increase in our spending. Plus, if you then want to add these other things, if you want to build our roads, then that's going to add another 2%. So we have to grow spending at 5%, period. End of discussion. There's no, you, you can't say, well, no, we're not going to do that. 
because they say we have to, because we're contractually obligated to our healthcare dollars. We're contractually obligated to these uh, uh, step increases in these employee branches, as opposed to making a five-year plan or a two-year plan or something and saying, smooth that stuff out. The Democrats don't want to do that because then they can turn around and say, I need to increase taxes. I need to increase spending. And the more spending and taxes I get in Dover, the more power I have, the more uh, times business owners and leaders will call me as, uh, as a state senator or a state representative and have me out to dinner and take me on boondoggles and all that kind of stuff. So it is built into the DNA of Dover to not want to avoid a crisis. They want the crisis because that allows them to increase spending and allows them to increase their power. And power likes to consolidate. And so uh, Ken's right in what he would like to do. Uh, until you get a majority of the General Assembly and a governor, it isn't going to happen. And that's sad to say. And on my side, uh, um Let's take the same question in a different way. Uh, I'm a big fan of Ken. I found him a delightful man. Um, but this uh, macro argument from Ken that their uh, state government needs accountability, I uh, I choke on. Uh, it's uh, a government will never be accountable because there's very little of it that's efficient or productive. Uh, productive. It's designed to create jobs, not efficiency. What does Charlie Copeland say? Well, it's designed to create government jobs. It's not designed to create private sector jobs because that, you know, is anathema to to many people in government, especially the uh, very, very progressive secular left that exists in this country today, the Bernie Sandernistas that that want to just have a a Marxist type of a system, which, by the way, throughout history, Marxism has failed every time. It is 0 for 40. Capitalism and liberal democracies are about uh, 37 and 3. So I would take the, the, the team with the winning record, not the team with the, with the record that has never been successful. But that's where government is. So, yeah, government wants to, uh, the secular progressive left wants to grow government, wants to grow government jobs. And, and so here's an exact point. So here's Delaware, which has been controlled by Democrats uh, from top to bottom for 25 years. And where has that led Delaware? Uh, when Tom Carper got elected, Delaware had uh, lots of uh, high employees. We were highest per capita income in the nation, highest in the nation. We're now below 50 percent. We're below 25, 25th. And here's the from the, the, the Department of Labor's own December of 2017 monthly commentary on employment in Delaware. In 2016, Delaware began the year with moderate job growth, which then petered out towards the end of the year, leaving the state with net 350 new jobs. In 2016, Delaware only added, the entire state, 350 jobs, less than 0.1%. And then it goes on to say, 2017 is looking very much the same, with early tepid growth fading to what now looks like a slight net loss for the year. In other words, Delaware over the last two years has lost jobs. The rest of the country has been booming. But Delaware has lost jobs. Why? Because of what we're doing in Dover, creating policies that chases job creators and employable people out of the state. And we will continue to do this until we rock bottom, which will happen. It, uh, it just will. And, and then perhaps Ken will have the opportunity that he's talking about to fix this thing. But Dover does not want to do that today. And, and, and Charlie, to your point, uh, uh, it's actually not to grind, not to be the black uh, black cloud, but yeah, it's not only 
do we have negative growth, but it's with a strong global economy overall, 3%-ish national growth, and we are trailing 0.1 of 2. And the second is, I think what Stapleford does right is point out whatever jobs are created in Delaware are not the $150,000 DuPont jobs. They're the uh, waitresses and waiters at the beach uh, servicing the elderly or seniors. Um, uh, so it's it's actually much worse than even the numbers suggest. Is that fair? I, I think that is fair. And uh, But the, the politicians in Dover, the, the liberal elite that run our state, largely Democrats, they don't want to have that reality show. And so DFAC, which is the quote-unquote uh, entity that forecasts state revenues, it, it is populated by 31 members, a third of which have been on the committee since I believe Tom Carper's been around. Um, and if you were gonna, if you were gonna build a committee to say, we wanna forecast revenues to the state, who should be on this committee? I think you'd probably want a couple of tenured finance professors, maybe, maybe one from Delaware State, maybe one from University of Delaware, maybe one from Wharton up the street. You might want a couple of retired corporate finance directors from larger companies, maybe a member of the Philly Fed, maybe, maybe a member of the Department of Finance, sure, maybe some legislators, maybe a couple of CPAs. How about, how about having the, uh, the state's uh, Office of Labor and Statistics Employment, PhD, who does a monthly forecast of employment uh, but none of those none of those people are on. Well, legislators are, and maybe a member of the Department of Finance. But none of these other people, these professionals that actually forecast the economy for a living. Instead, we have a bunch of lobbyists. We've got uh, uh, a former state Democrat chairman. We have a bunch of the secretaries of departments. Uh, we have the head of John Carney's election campaign. These are not economic forecasting people, and they're making the numbers up. Anybody's calling for a 6% growth when the last two years from the state's own Department of Labor, we have had a net loss in jobs. Stop there for a second. Let me turn to the audience. His name is Charlie Copeland. He stays with us. But what has to happen now, we got to take a short break. We love our sponsors and we're going to be right back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 